something that I have really been thinking about lately, and it's really kind of evolved over, I would say, probably the last five or six years, is this notion of being a happy working mom. I think we're always hearing people say, oh, she's a successful working mom, or I don't think I could be a successful working mom. And that whole notion of successful is so interesting to me because who is to say what success is on either side, right, at work or personally. So I feel like I can, as a matter of fact, for myself, say that I am a happy working mom. And both roles, I believe, have definitely been enriched because of the other roles. So because of this new revelation I have about being a happy working mom, I'm super excited about what the future brings for both positions in my life as a senior leader at RPA and as a working mom to two teenage daughters. My name is Lisa Herdman, and I'm the SVP of National TV Buying and Branded Entertainment at RPA. Celebrating the work, lives, and achievements of women in Western North America, The Drum presents Exceptional Women Out West, hosted by The Drum North America Editor-at-Large, Doug Zanger. Let's do three questions. If I could give myself advice on my first day of work ever, knowing what I know now, it would be blank. It's more like match game. wasn't really a question. Right. Right. It would be to not be so concerned about what other people think of you. And that is such a strong sentiment that I have right now. Again, I've come to realize how important that is by being a mother of two daughters mm-hmm. and and watching them live their lives among other teenagers going through the stresses they have with school and friends and being student athletes and the concerns they have on a daily basis and i see how much they struggle with you know and rightly so their insecurities of mm-hmm. what their peers might think of them and and the decisions they make based on that and I feel that so strongly and, and recall that so strongly when I started in the business yeah, back in the day, yeah. right? And if you step back and think about, if I was so concerned about what other people are thinking, what are other people thinking? Right. Probably the exact same thing. So therefore, they are not thinking of me, right? right? So stop flattering yourself is what I tell my daughters. <laughs> they really are not thinking about you so much. Right. So just do what you think is the right thing. Be you. And see where that goes. There's a quote by Good John. Be yourself. No one can ever tell you you're doing it wrong. Right? It's so profound. And I I now practice it even more because right. I'm not, you know, just because I'm I'm older and wiser doesn't mean I'm that much more secure, but I'm practicing that. And as I speak to my kids about that, I can tell that it's affecting me as a mom too, but especially professionally. What's the biggest praise you've ever received? I just recently got this praise, and it very much took me by surprise, and I was very happy to hear it. But somebody internally here, I think maybe it stemmed from a minor complaint I might have shared with a coworker. And he, interesting. He kind of looked at me and said, oh, that's so interesting. I very much consider you somebody, or probably, I think the phrasing was, you're the person that I think enjoys their job the most. That's really cool. Yeah. And I don't even think about it in those terms, but that was a really fun praise. After all these years. After all these years. Yeah. And I don't mean it seem, you know, sentimental no, about it. No, and and interestingly, the coworker was 
of same age. So it wasn't a younger person saying, oh, you're so cool. You enjoy your job. Right? It, was, it was a peer. You're awesome. Yeah. Right. It was like, yeah. you really, really love your job. And it's true. Right. I have always really, really, really loved my job. What's the greatest gift that's ever been given to you? Well, won't be a surprise. It would be my two daughters. Sure. Yep. They have just, again, they have fulfilled me as a person, which sounds really selfish, but I think because of that, I've been able to give back to them in a really great, strong way as being this happy working mom. They're teenagers too. They're teenagers. That's an interesting I mean, time. It's scary. It's super fun. It's interesting. I learn so much. Right. But as a person, I have grown so much because of how I have to speak to them. Right. Gone are the days where you just tell your kids no because I said so. Right. Right. It just doesn't work out that way. Oh, you man. don't get it back. Right. <laughs> you just don't. Right. Right. So you have, and I'll tell you this story. My oldest said. You know, Brie wants to have us over. She wants to invite her boyfriend's friends over and she wants to have her friends over. And I had to pause and I said, okay, that sounds great. I said, so are the parents going to be home? And she looked at me. She said, no, I think they're on vacation. And so in my mind, I was like, then absolutely no. But she looked me straight in the eye and said, no, I think they're on vacation. Like, I am being honest with you, mom. That's legit. What are you going to do with that? That's legit. And I said, okay, so let's talk about it tomorrow during the day, let's see how things evolve. The idea was six o'clock and I said, I might not have a problem if you go for an hour, right? Because if I'm just gonna blanket say, you can't do anything because parents aren't home. If this were a Saturday night at nine o'clock, forget it. Right. And she would know it too. But I have to stop and think about things like that. And it has absolutely made me stop and think about what I'm about to say at work. 100%. It gives me so much more empathy for people in the room, old or young. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm super grateful for that. Let's get to the must list. What is a must do? A must do is to learn the art of meditation. I'm hearing that a lot from people. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yes, it is. It's going to change the world slowly, but it's going to. It's going to change the world? Yeah. And... The reason I say that is because it's not something that you can say, if you meditate, this will happen immediately. And that's been my hardest conversation with people. I can tell you what it's slowly done for me over the year and a half that I've learned it. Because it's not a quick fix. It's that's what everybody thinks. Like, I'm going to learn to meditate and it's going to be and fine. It's not a quick <laughs> fix. It really isn't. Right. But it is, uh, it is life changing. And I know that sounds very, very dramatic. I don't think that I would have been able to come to the ideas that I've just shared with you Mm -hmm. without having that meditative time to literally clear your mind so that you have room for more intimate, emotionally intelligent thoughts. Right. What is a must experience? So I, I struggle with this one. I don't want to be redundant, but you must experience the effects of meditation. That's fine. No, I think that that makes sense. It is an experience. It truly is an experience. Not just the act of sitting and meditating or laying down and meditating or however you choose to do it. There are so many different ways. But the experience of the actual effects of it. When did did that hit you? Like when you started. So you started and then you moved on. And then it was you, you. There had to have been a penultimate moment where it was, wow. There wasn't a moment. It just happened. It just happened. But it's a feeling. It's an aura. It's an extension of myself that I've never, ever experienced. And I've always been an emotional person. And again, I don't mean, you know, 
we be, although that's something, um, but <laughs> I think I've been more of a reactive person and my reactive, uh, my reactivity mm-hmm. has, um, I, it's still there. I, I bank on my reactivity. It's why, it's how I do my job. It's why I'm good at my job, but the negative part of it is eroding. Well, I was just going to say, because if that, sure, we're in this business, bada bing, bada boom, mm-hmm. let's go, let's go, let's mm-hmm. go. But having that peace, I guess, yep. that actually is more powerful. Right. Because then you're more on, to use a British term, the front foot. Yes, yes. And I feel more in control with myself and my actions. What is a must read? So my current must reads are anything that have to do with the teenage brain. Because that has also allowed me to be super understanding and empathetic <laughs> and giving me the perspectives and the angles to do the best job I can, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of them out there. Girl specific, teenage specific, they're amazing. But um, outside of that, anything that Brene Brown writes, I'm all about it. She's amazing. Everything she does from a scientific aspect comes from herself and her heart. And it is so relatable. It's amazing. When did you get the bug on, on her? About three years ago. That was your first experience, yes. really? Yeah, yeah. And I, I have never read a book. I've only listened to her books. Right. And I think of the four I've read, three of them have been narrated by her, which is the biggest treat. The one that wasn't, you know, you just really have to listen right. to the words, but her delivery and her ownership of her work right. and how she relates it to her personal self is amazing. Is there one sort of must read that if someone who's like, you know, you're saying the, the entire canon, but yeah, is there one, if the F you had to pick one? That's her most recent one. It is literally about the recovery of a traumatic experience, whether it be death, whether it be a breakup, whether it be losing a job. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be fine. Right. right. That whole area of that is a moment that really needs to be taken care of and how you make yourself fine or you're not fine. And that's fine too. It's the, the acknowledgement of that time. I find it to be again, borderline life-changing. She's so much about vulnerability and and that is such a scary thought personally for me for my entire life. And I think for so many people, but to allow yourself to be in that space. Yep. Totally get that. What is a must learn? I believe, and again, this is something I learned very later on in life, is the act of empathy. The idea that everybody in the room is going through something different than you. Right. To be able to try and pinpoint that is an amazing characteristic to have. It's also a very challenging task. But just the idea and the awareness of being empathetic is a really great thing to learn. There's that natural inclination to be empathetic, but it is a learned trait. No, it's a learned trait for sure. And that goes back to... Stop thinking so much about what other people are thinking about you. Take a second and think about that other person, right? Right. What might they be going through? You might know them enough to know how they're going to react. Let that happen and be okay with it. Don't take that as a personal attack. Right. Just be empathetic to what they're thinking. Exactly. It's, and believe me, I learned it very late. And I'm not saying I mastered it. You can ask many people. (laughs) (laughs) I can sympathize. What's a question you've never been asked before that you'd love someone to ask you? And what would that answer be? Oh, this is a funny one because it can be very literal and it can be very not. Would you like me to drive? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Where are we going with this one? So literally, I do so much driving. Uh-huh. Uh, back and forth at work, basketball practices, school. I don't have anybody else to drive. 
Um, <laughs> but if I step back and think about it in my life, it would be nice. I have to actually teach myself to yearn for this, but it would be nice to have somebody say, would you like me to drive? Would you like me to take over? Would you like me to take care of this situation? Would you like me to make breakfast? Would you like, you know, would you like me to take out the garbage? Yes. 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 Would you like would me to set great. the table? It would be great. And it's Sorry, not something, I'm, I'm now, oh, like, oh, I'm, no. I'm now yeah. wasting that yeah. on you. And I don't mean to imply that I have this negative life and I don't have Oh no, no, I get it. It's just every once in a while when it just all comes at once. Yeah. I would literally just like for somebody to drive so I could just get it all together, right? But doesn't it feel weird being in the passenger seat sometimes? Very much. And I will tell you, again, relating back to being a mother, my oldest daughter is 16. She's just now starting to drive. And I don't mean that because... I would like it to be a peaceful experience, right? right? right. <laughs> Being a passenger and a teenage, she's great, by the way. She's a great yeah, driver. Yeah. You know, I'm more aware than I am driving when she's driving. So, oh. um, but yes, being in the passenger seat, which is why I have to teach myself to actually yearn for this. Being in the passenger seat, not my forte. Not. It's a very Seinfeldian yes, thing. Yes. What's the deal with the passenger yeah. seat? I'm so used to driving. <laughs> so used to driving. It feels more. so weird. What am I going to do? What should I do? What are you going to do? Yeah. What do I do? You get fidgety. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to look in the glove yeah. box. Do you know what I do what? that I used to get after my kids for all the time? Mm. I look at my phone. Yeah. I look at right. my phone yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is why they do that. Because what else are you going to do? That's what you do. Right? I I couldn't agree more. My daughter said, mom, you can meditate while I drive. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the time I'm going to take to meditate. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the one question. Every guest we have on the show, we, you know, we get to know a bit about them and then we go a little bit deeper to ask people, you know, what, what is she really like? And what are some things that really stand out? So this is the part where I compliment Mm -hmm. you. You have alluded to the fact that you have been here for 23 years. So number one, that's awesome because usually one of those numbers, the two or the three seems Mm -hmm. to be the tenure Mm -hmm. of, of late. You obviously do a tremendous job with what you do. I, the brands that you work with, Mm -hmm. the clients that you work with, people that I've spoken to said without her, we don't do nearly as well. We don't get that negotiation done. We don't get this done. We don't get that done. What it comes down to is focus and dedication. I mean, the dedication, 23 years, is amazing. Yeah. And for 23 years, it's hard to maintain that that razor's edge and that focus. But I've been told by more than one person that her focus is off the charts. So that's where I compliment you. Oh, thank you. Yes. And it's probably not what you would expected in terms of a compliment, but you know, that's what people are, that's what people are saying. Yeah. No, it is very interesting. Again, being concerned with what other people think, that's always scary to hear what you're going to say, but no, it's, it's great. And I think the 23 year part of it is for me, the reason why I'm so focused, but it isn't the same job every day, which has been amazing. I probably have done six different jobs in my 23 years here. And that's a really huge testament to RPA and in the flexibility they've given me. I've had yeah. ideas of things to do mm-hmm. and I bring it up and they're like, that's great. You want to do it? And I do it. It's the same with how I got to that branded entertainment part of the TV negotiating. Right, right. I just knew that creative and media could be really intertwined and we can do some custom stuff with our clients and put it on TV networks. TV networks are like, yeah, our brands are like, yeah. And our PA says, sure. So, (laughs) so it's great. And so I'm so grateful for that. But the art of negotiation, I think is really what keeps me on my toes because 
It literally is a different, it could be the same brand and the same budget every single day. Each negotiation is different. And that's what keeps me going. Every guest gets a chance to talk about whatever they want for a minute or two. Without further ado, the floor is yours. I think I'm going to stick with the theme of evolving, you know, 23 years, been here since I've been in my 20s, have become a mother since then. And that evolution could go very sideways for some people, I think, if we don't continue to keep the awareness of needing to stay relevant, needing to care about the place that you work, needing to care about the people you work with, and needing to understand that, especially in the media business, stuff is changing on a daily basis and you need to learn it. Nobody's gonna walk in your office and teach it to you. You need to learn it, you need to ask questions. And then on the flip side, or maybe not even on the flip side, in, in conjunction with this, becoming the senior leader at an organization as you see these new people coming up and being able to relate to how you felt when you were them and if you can be offering by way of mentoring or even just a hallway conversation to help ease whatever stresses you think they may have Mm -hmm. it's first and foremost going to make them better people i believe in my practice of doing that, it's made me a better person. But as an organization, it's just going to make your organization healthier. So as you grow and evolve, don't consider it getting old and being irrelevant. Make it the opposite. Much like the must list, we end on a high note with a piece of advice or wisdom. One little piece to end the show. What would that one little piece of advice be? You've shared quite a bit of advice, but what's one thing that you'd like to say to wrap it on up? Oh, I want to find a way to make this sound so not generic, but the idea of learning, whether it be learning about the teenage brain or learning about programmatic advertising, it is so inspiring and it triggers so much for your particular job, whether it's relevant to it exactly or not. It has this inspirational aspect to keep you focused and to keep you dedicated and to keep you going in your job. It's a real pleasure to be down here at RPA in Santa Monica. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. We're happy to have you on a sunny day. 